You're listening to Vocalo Radio. I'm Ari Mejia, Vocalo's community and audio storytelling producer. Y'all are familiar with me as the producer of This Is What Chicago Sounds Like, Vocalo's infamous interview series where I go deep with Chicago locals about their work, our city, and the intersection of the two when it comes to their artistry, organizing, and lives. By the way, if y'all know of someone doing exciting things in your community and world, please send them my way. We got a form on our website, vocalo.org, and check out the Shy Sounds Like page. We have a nomination form there. But I'm actually here right now to bring you a story. A story brought to you by one of our audio storytelling workshop participants. So in addition to producing Shy Sounds Like, I also teach our free eight-week-long workshop where folks learn from start to finish how to interview, record, write, produce, sound design, and mix their very own radio story. We hold these workshops quarterly, so if this sounds cool to you, be on the lookout for our next one. Zero experience necessary, actually zero experience preferred. Tomo Shibata, a participant of our Fall 2023 workshop, is a non-binary Japanese-Filipino artist-filmmaker. They joined Nikkei Uprising in summer 2023 after Camp Daikon, a program for young Japanese-Americans. They've been learning a lot on what it means to be a Nikkei here in Chicago and how to show up in solidarity with others. Finding a community has been life-changing for them as they no longer feel alone in how to show up for change. Here is Tomo's story. How do we move beyond war? I remember how I came to America, through Hawaii, near Pearl Harbor, pre-9-11 hysteria. Now, on the orange line between Halstead and Roosevelt, every day I see how September 11, 2001, rhymes so easily with December 7, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. I, born a Japanese immigrant, as a child, did not want to be ignorant. Through the guidance of great teachers, I educated myself on what it meant to be an enemy of the state. I learned what the Axis side did, the Japanese Imperial Army, the atrocities, the inhumanity, rape of Nanking, the comfort woman, Bata on Death March, to name a few. I read too Executive Order 9066, instructions to all persons of Japanese ancestry in the land of the free, persecuted for ethnicity, displaced, imprisoned, spied on, and denied of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I knew all this and how it all ended. The bombs that silenced the world, the aftermath embedded in time as the first of its kind. The power of nukes, weapons of mass destruction. So what did it all mean? To carry traumas of war, the history? What good to hold it so closely? How should one go about accountability? The answers I could not find in myself, so I sought them out and found a community. It's a huge, huge thing to um, have, have heard about atrocities from the time you're very young and then to actually dig into them because it's so easy to just think, well, that was a terrible thing and it was a long time ago and not really see how it impacts your daily life. The whole unpacking of what the history that you've grown up out of, the unpacking is the thing that actually makes you stronger and it's a waking up process and it allows you to love more deeply, to forgive, and to be really fully yourself. I spoke to two of my fellow members 
from Nikkei Uprising, a group of Japanese-American grassroots organizers based here in Chicago. I'm Lori Ashikawa. I use she, her pronouns. My name is Corey Nakamura-Lynn. I also use she, her pronouns. I first found Nikkei Uprising in 2019, gathering to fold origami cranes in protests of Trump's border policies. Since our origins organizing around um, family separation and uh, child incarceration, we've evolved into organizing more about resisting policing, incarceration, and Japanese imperialism here in Chicago um, using an abolitionist lens. And we kind of root our work in a lot of the work by Black feminist scholars, such as Angela Davis, Ruth Wilson Gilmore, and Miriam Kaba, also within our own history um, and movement of anti-incarceration organizing within the Japanese-American community. What are some of the challenges Nikkei Uprising faces in its work? I think that there's a lot of things that make it really personal to show up as um, as a Japanese American group. Like I think we have pressures um, and disconnections that happen um, through war crimes and, and war terrors. And that's quite a lot to heal. Um, and that's quite a lot to grapple with. And in both Japan and the United States, there's a lot of historical erasure in our education system about these uh, bad things that have happened to us. Having to have the responsibility of teaching um, ourselves about our relationship to war crimes um, that have happened over history, and then also having the responsibility to heal those, heal our relationship to those things, take responsibility for them, and then also show up um, in action and in in solidarity uh, to fight against the ongoing pressures is kind of like our threefold challenge. What do reparations mean to you? I remember my mother telling me as she was waiting for this to play out. And when the Civil Liberties Act was finally passed in 1988, she received money that was kind of more of, it was kind of like a monument or a building or something that is concrete that people could put their hands on because the monetary compensation came 43 years too late to actually help families rebuild their lives post-war. But what it was, was it was a catalyst that Japanese Americans were finally able to talk about incarceration and the experience with their children. More than 40 years ago, shortly after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, 120,000 persons of Japanese ancestry living in the United States were forcibly removed from their homes and placed in makeshift internment camps. This action was taken without trial, without jury. It was based solely on race. It wasn't just the mo- the money that made a difference. It was also the public apology. My grandpa experiencing the United States saying that what they did was wrong was hugely important for him as um, someone who grew up um, in in a camp. And so that makes me think about the ways that it's not just about the money that I think comfort women survivors are asking for. It's, it feels very, very important for the United States and for Japan to name that these things that they did during the war were wrong. I think that having your harm named can transform the generations going forward. That makes me want Black Americans and Indigenous folks in the United States and um, folks globally who've experienced war crimes to have that relief as well. It's it's really powerful that the Japanese American community received these reparations, but now 
the next generations have to do something with that, I think. And so one of the things that Japanese Americans have been actively supportive with is um, HR 40, which was the commission to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans. Here we are, the next generation. Is it time to finally talk about our grandparents' harm and pain? Before they become lost, our traumas bound in blood and curses for our future children to figure out? I held this in me for a long time. What good to remember? What good to shine light on crimes against humanity? Is there a possibility for healing? For equality? Never again means now. We must learn from our past, or we will be bound to repeat it. Finding Nikkei Uprising saved me from holding too closely things that should be done together. For their guidance, I am better. There is room to grieve, to share, to wonder. Meeting my doshi, comrades, kindred souls, I am finding the questions a little less hard to answer. But actually, Tomoko-san, when you ch- when you show up for things, it makes me want to keep going. <laughs> so it's kind of like that story about the geese, you know, when they fly in formation. When the first one gets tired and it falls back, mm. back another one assumes its place. And so mm. it's kind of like that's how things work. So if you get tired, you don't have to keep leading. There will be someone else. And even if that person is someone new to the flock, it's just as inspiring as someone who's been there for decades, you know. I agree. In small work, we all, all of our energies make a really big difference. This piece was produced by me, Tomo Shibata, for Vocalo's Fall 2023 Storytelling Workshop. Thank you to Lori-san and Corey-san for being so incredible. And thank you to Nikkei Uprising for inspiring me to keep going. You can learn more about Nikkei, N-I-K-K-E-I, Uprising on Instagram. And hear this story and more at Vocalo.org. Thanks for listening. Interested in our workshop series? Check out our website to find out how to apply. Vocalo.org.